fun. It's a, it's a challenge, and you know, I meet it head on, and you know, it's a good opportunity for me to you know, show people that I can do things that they don't think I can do. I just need a physical challenge. Right. So, right. you know, I just kind of, you know, I'm not doing half the weight or, you know, all that. I mean, I, just, I do what I can do, you know, and then mm -hmm. a little bit more and it works out well for me. Hey, folks, welcome back. This is Mark Devine with the Unbeatable Mind Podcast. Thanks for joining us this week. I have a couple special guests in town. We're here at SealFit headquarters in NCAAs, California. Before I introduce the guests, though, let me remind you to go to unbeatablemind.com slash podcast and uh, drop in your email so we can keep you notified of all the cool things going on around here. And I've been asked to ask you to rate this podcast five stars, of course, at iTunes. So go to iTunes.com and rate it so people can find it. Okay, so I've got my good friend Andy Hendel here and his son Spencer. Spencer, really nice to meet nice you. Nice to meet you, Mark. Met. Andy and Spencer Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think you're the first father-son team to go to college. First, first father-son team. Yeah. That is freaking cool. So uh, they're out here at SealFit training for uh, training and kind of uh, prepping for the CrossFit Games World Championships happening up in Anaheim next weekend, right? Los Angeles. Yeah, yeah it starts uh, for the Masters. Uh, we go on uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and uh, the individuals... Uh, I think you just go all week. All week. <laughs> yeah. the it just doesn't stop. It doesn't stop. That's, that's, you know, I'd be interested to hear how that compares to Kokoro Camp. Just, you know, getting through the whole week. So for those of you, I'm, I'm sure everyone listening to this knows about the CrossFit Games, but if you don't, then, you know, we'll get some inside scoop here from these guys. I know, Spence, it's your, uh, you've been to the Games several times. It's my sixth, sixth year. Sixth yep. year. You know, that's impressive in and of itself. I wonder how many guys have been that, had that longevity. Um, th there's a few. Uh, ben Smith, I know this year is his eighth consecutive year. Uh, Rebecca Voigt, this is her ninth. Rebecca, yeah. She's, she's, she's awesome. Well. Uh, there's a couple other guys with six under their belt, but I think as the CrossFit games get bigger and bigger and uh, the weekends get longer and longer and the workouts get longer and longer, I think the... Uh, lifespan of, of a CrossFit athlete is yeah. only going to be so long. You're getting a lot of young blood in. It's just horrible. Yeah. I mean, I'm 27 and I'm considered old. Right. <laughs> so, it's... I think uh, there was the average age of the CrossFit... 24. Uh, 24 years Is it 24 old? now? Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> is it younger for the women? Because I've seen some really young women just smoke it. Right? It is. Uh, the youngest girl this year in the individual competition is 19. 19 years old. Yeah. That is so cool. So the CrossFit Games, this is, uh, I remember when Dave Castro launched that sucker in Aromas, California. 2007. 2007, right? And then, uh, remember the movie, The Road to the Games? Yep. Right? And John Wellborn featured prominently yeah. in that, yeah. and they thought he was going to do, right. like, crush it, and he came in, like, 65th or something. <laughs> big, it's a big dude. He's a huge guy, guy. Yeah. It's a big dude. But Jason Kaliba, wasn't that the year that he won it? It was 2008. 2008. 2008. James Fitzgerald won 2007. OPT. Yeah, okay. Yeah. OPT. Well, it's come a long way from since then. So what do you expect to see in the games this year? that'll be different than, uh, let's say, last year. Let's talk about the Masters. Well, this, this is uh, actually my, my first attempt at the Masters. Okay. So. And uh, so I'm in the age group of uh, 55 to 59. Mm -hmm. 55 years old, so that's a good thing. Yeah. Because you're at the bottom. You're the youngest and uh, your oldest age. Yes, group. that's always. And, and the weights go way down. 
Right. Yeah, I couldn't wait to that, That's the first age group that they start to scale the weights. I noticed that because I'm in the... Especially in the open. In the open. Now, okay. in, the, in the games themselves, they scale it almost every age group, 40 or 44, oh, they do. 45, okay. you know, like that. But in the open, it's they don't do a whole lot of scaling. So for me, the worst age is like 54. Right. So I'm trying to do the same weight as this guy is. Right. And, uh, but they've changed it over the years. They, they've definitely made it harder for the individuals. Mm-hmm. To compete in the open and, and get those select few into the regional right. competition. There is no regionals for the masters. Well, what we do is an online regional. So okay. what they do is they they put out four workouts on Thursday night, like they do for the open, mm-hmm. and you have to do all four workouts in the same time domain as the one workout during the open. Okay. So, so you get four workouts, and you have to be completed by Monday. I got it. During the open, you were given one workout to complete by Monday. Right. So right. You, yeah. So you, so you weren't doing too many of those workouts over again. Right. Yeah. And then they take the top. You you go in with your score of the open, and I was ninth. And they take the top two hundred each age group. Okay. But the two hundred the person is going in with two hundred points already. I'm only going in with nine points. Hmm. So that's good. So the person that's in last place is probably not. He, he's, he's allowed to do the, the regional online qualifier. There's no way that his chances of winning aren't going to be there. there. Right. Yeah. And then after those four workouts, I ended up 11th. And okay. you take the top 20 in each age group. Got it. So technically, it's not a regional, though. It's just a. No, it's, it's just yeah. another tier of the qualification process. Yeah, and I think it's good. They do. We have to videotape all the workouts, mm-hmm. so you, you do have to send one in, so it keeps it a little bit more legit. Right. Right. I just I just, I just think the logistics of you know, doing the Masters too, that's just not possible right now. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, you know, it's, it's, not necessary. it's not about us. It's, I mean, it's about us when it comes to the Masters, but the most exciting are these guys and what they're doing. Yeah. So, Spencer, um, the games have evolved quite a bit. Definitely. I remember the early years, like, so your first year, a lot of the wads were kind of like um, the, the classic early benchmarks, yeah. you know, yeah, like Cindy the, the and Fran. And, yeah. And now they're just crazy. All over the place. Uh, the thing I like most about the games is how broad the test can be. Right. Uh, whereas the open, it can't be so broad Pretty because narrow, it has yeah. to be to the masses. Right. Uh, and then regionals, you can get a little bit more broad, but once again, you have to, yeah. you can only do so much as a timeline, so to speak. Right. You have to get all these people in to get through the weekend and blah, blah, blah. But at the, at the games, there's only 40 men, 40 women. Anything and Dave's you know. got an unlimited yeah. amount of creativity, <laughs> creativity that <laughs> he can use. So, I mean, you saw, now, you saw you the pegboard last year. You right. saw the, the pig flip. I mean, oh, yeah, who knows what he'll bring out this year. You did the Open this year as well? Yes, sir. How, how did that go for you? Uh, the Open is never really my greatest place to shine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I took 13th, I believe, in the Open. And uh, they take the top 20 in the East to go join Canada East in the East Regional. Okay. And uh, they're the top 40, and I took fourth in the regional, okay. which they take the top, top five top to five the games. Okay. So, San Diego, they only take the top three. Is it because of the size of the region? That's a super region. Is that why? California, I believe, is one region. California is one California region. California is one top 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 five. five. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they changed it. So it was, two, it was two regions at one point. Right. Now it's North super Calum, region, so they take five. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Like so last, you took fourth in the, in the East Coast region. Yes. Okay. Which are in you a slot of the game? Like a few years ago, can't, or, um, California split into SoCal and NorCal, mm-hmm. and there they took three. Right, right. Yeah. So who else was in your region? Who were the top three? There are three Canadians that made it this year: Alex Vigneault, uh, Patrick Bellner, okay. and uh, what was the other Canadian? Uh, Albert Dominic Larouche. 
Yeah, I and then, right? yeah, and then the guy that won it is Matt Frazier. Frazier, okay. Yeah, so he's been second the past two years. Got it. Trying to get that top okay. spot. And what is the scuttlebutt uh, on, on this year? Like, who who is expected to really dominate? And... Frazier's always been looked at for the past couple of years as kind of the next guy to take that top spot. But what about Ben? Ben Smith. I mean, he won it last year, and he's got a, as good a chance as anyone to to repeat his. Mm-hmm. You know, top spot, and there's just a lot of, and, and a lot of the guys. Any given weekend, given this, given the workouts, given how they prepare for the weekend, how they, mm-hmm. how they sleep, how they recover, how they eat, their nutrition. There is that much I, variability. There's, 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 there's yeah. a lot going into. I mean, you got the top 40, the top fittest guys, girls in the world, and right. given all those factors, anyone can anyone come can out go. on top. Yeah, you know, I used to say that it's actually the fittest man or woman in the world on that day for that workout. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Pretty much, because yeah. you're right, it could go. It could go, it could go either way. That's awesome. So, do you guys train together uh, that often? I know, I, for some reason, I thought you were both in North Carolina. Yeah, now, no. you're in Boston. But, yeah, Andy, so you're now, in North Carolina. Spencer's up in Boston, and he, he has a unique group up there. Actually, all those guys are within a couple of gym radius. So, mm-hmm. they, you know, he, Spencer has workouts. He asks, like, who programs for Spencer? And it's like Spencer programs for Spencer, Austin Meliolo programs for Spencer, Ben Bergeron, you know, there's, you know, Try he does a lot of stuff. So there's a lot of workouts and these all guys are all kind of yeah, working each other you. out. So they work together real well up there. Mm-hmm. Up, by, up by me, you know, uh, being in the Masters, I mean, I don't have to do half of what he has mm-hmm. to do. Right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not going to ask me to do a handstand walk. They're not mm-hmm. asking me to do ring handstand push-ups, right. you know, I'd right. have to be able to do rings and muscle-ups and things like that, but, you know, I, I can get away with some of just my own program and I do it with my gym and I just work out my weaknesses, and, and then he has a thing called the hand plan, which he puts out there, him and Austin put out there for the uh, people that would want to follow and get that type mm-hmm. of program, and mm-hmm. so, and again, he, he sends me his stuff and I mm-hmm. pick and choose what I can do and can't do, mm-hmm. usually about half the weight and <laughs> half the time to make <laughs> right? <laughs> Now, Spencer, um, uh, training for the games is pretty much a full-time job. It is. Like how many workouts a day do you typically um, do? In the peak of training, probably three or four workouts a day. Right. You know, some of those workouts are for time. Some of those are just for completion. Right. Some of it's heavy Strength, lifting. Right. Some of it's technique work. Some of it's auxiliary, you know, practicing um, weaknesses and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, Three or two or two or three sessions a day, right. making sure you're getting in ample nutrition, making sure you're sleeping well at night, and then on top of that, I own a gym and I have to coach. Right. So, you know, given the time of year, I do uh, put a little bit more work on my part-time employees and my other coaches. Mm-hmm. You know, I really appreciate them for that, but uh, I still coach about two or three classes a day. Mm-hmm. So, what's the name of your gym? Reebok CrossFit Medfield. Med- Medfield. Medfield. Okay. Yep. About uh, about 30, 45 minutes from the city, right. in the heart of Boston, um, kind of southwest of the city. Do you have? A, is it a competitive CrossFit gym? Not at all. Yeah. No, we do have. We do participate in the Open. We do have some competitive athletes in the gym, but my main target athlete's going to be, you know, about forty years old is the average age. Yeah, about what we and, have here. Uh, you know, like I said, my stay-at-home mom class at 9.30 is probably my favorite class whatsoever. <laughs> you know, we right. just talk about the, the town and talk about the local gossip and right, right. what's going on. So it's, uh, it, it's fun. It's, it's, it, side, right? it's just a good, you know, I'm so focused on competition and 
You know, they're just focused on being fit for life and doing what life you know, has ever, whatever coming at them. And it's just a different take on look at life. So it's a, it's, it's, it's good change, good change of pace. Andy, you, um, you used to be a football player, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my background, so how did you get it? Like, tell, tell me about your background, right? You know, my background is, is obviously football. Yeah, I went to college. Uh, actually, I went as a as a walk-on in scholarship in North Carolina State. Played football. Uh, they had a league called the United States Football League back in 1983, mm-hmm. 84, 85. It lasted just a couple yeah, years. Yeah, so I came out and played in Jacksonville. And the league folded, and, and I went down with the Miami Dolphins, played with them for a couple of years. And I was released, and I went to Buffalo, and which is, uh, I'm from Rochester, New York, mm-hmm. and my wife's from Buffalo. And all the quits up there. I, you know, I was uh, kind of like a self-made man. And, mm-hmm. You know, people see me now, but I used to weigh like 230, 235, and, you know, you just have to eat. And it's almost like what these guys do. I mean, you can, you can only do it for so many years, and, right. you know, and all my heavy lifting and all that stuff, and I just got so tired. It takes its toll. Yeah. It I mean, takes its toll on your body uh, and your mind, I'm, I'm sure. Like, I mean, I'm playing next to a guy that's 6'4", 245, and doesn't have to lift the weight. Right. You know, and probably They're just big, big people. Right. You know, they're just good genetics. Right. And from there, uh, we were in Buffalo, so I called it quits. We were in Rochester, and Spencer was born in Buffalo, and, my, uh, and then his sister, Annie, she was born in, in Rochester. And we were up there, and I started coaching uh, college football at mm-hmm. Division three school for five years. And then I coached another five years down at Western Kentucky University, which was with a well-known coach named Jack Harbaugh, mm-hmm. which is the father of Jim and John Harbaugh. And, and you can, I can understand why they're such good coaches, because mm-hmm. their dad was... Good man. I, I, yeah, I got it. I, I had a great time in his life, and he loved mm-hmm. coaching coaches, not nice. just coaching players, but he loved coaching coaches. I learned more from him, not just X's and O's, but how to deal with people and how to treat other people. And, you know, he was a mentor for you. Yeah, he was, he was an awesome, awesome guy. And, um, and then from there, I I'd gotten greedy. <laughs> I went for a job at the University of Cincinnati and mm-hmm. fell apart on us and took another job, and we were getting into... Uh, carousel of going to different jobs mm-hmm. and I put the kids in three different three different schools in two years. Good Lord. So he said, well, we can't do this. So we right. settled down in Charlotte, North Carolina. Been there since 2001. No kidding. Coached at a high school for five years and I started our CrossFit gym, mm-hmm. CrossFit Charlotte in 2006. Okay. So I was 45 years old when I first started CrossFit. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting. And then, uh, so we've been in Charlotte ever since. You know, the kids graduated from high school there, graduated from uh, University of uh, Appalachian State. Mm-hmm. Spencer moved down to Boston. That's a story in itself. Yeah. <laughs> stories. Yeah, sure. yeah. And then and my daughter, she was up there too, but now she lives in uh, Vietnam. She works for Adidas. In no kidding. Yeah. Yeah. Vietnam. What you mean? That's fascinating. Yeah, so she runs a uh, production line right. for the sneaker. Perfect. Yeah, so. And then it's always, you know, CrossFit's always been a kind of um, my background since, mm-hmm. 2000, since 2006. Mm-hmm. They didn't have masters back then. That's right. They didn't have any. And then when they started having masters, that's when my body started falling apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I've had uh, two total knee replacements. Mm-hmm. I've had my back fused, plated, and screwed from Good Lord. stretch fractures from football and shoulders, injuries, and things like that. So this is. But it all came back together this year. Yeah, so. they all come back. Plus, I turned 55, so all the weights go a lot lighter. <laughs> this is your year. Expectations are a little bit lower. <laughs> That's awesome. If he didn't do it this year, it wasn't happening. Not yeah. happening, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. So um, you're full-time with your CrossFit gyms now. No more coaching high school or do you still? Right, yeah. Home? So, yeah, you know, and I stopped coaching football back in 2006 and actually college football was 2001. I used to 
missing, you know, you missed the, I was a defensive coordinator most of my mm-hmm. career and uh, being able to put a defense together week in and week out and mm-hmm. kind of miss that. But CrossFit's taken over and it's, you know, so it's not quite as, I mean, as intense mm-hmm. as, a, as a, being a football coach. It's a little bit more relaxed. And, you know, I'm, I don't get rich mm-hmm. off of CrossFit, but it gives me a lifestyle where yeah. I can spend a lot of time with the kids and, right. and travel and see them. And, and, right. uh, it's, What's your favorite thing about competing? It's, it's it's always it's always a challenge. I mean, yeah. I think we talked about it when I came out here uh, in Kokoro '36, and mm-hmm. you always say, "What's your why, mm-hmm. Andy? Why are you out here?" And uh, for me, it's always the the mental. I mean, the physical aspect is always there. I mean, I'm just that's what that's what we are. We're, we're all we're physical people, mm-hmm. but to be able to tie that in mentally mm-hmm. and be challenged and to fail and to come back and succeed mm-hmm. is very uh, yeah. Fulfilling for me. Right. Yeah. yeah, I get that. Spencer, what's the most challenging aspect of CrossFit for you? Like, where do you find your, where do you meet yourself? Um, my size, you know, my okay. personal size, you know, being 6'2", 215. Yeah, you're on um, the big size. I, size as a, according to CrossFit.com, I am the biggest athlete this year, like tallest as well as the heaviest athlete. Is that right? Interesting. So... And uh, in the gymnastics, body weight. So that weight. means you have to, I mean, just to break this down for the listener, that yeah. means you have to move the bar and the kettlebell. Yeah. All the loads, you have to move your body further, more than farther. I think the average height is 5'9", yeah. 5'10". I wonder, you know, if anyone's been able to, to calculate how much more you could. energy output you could. it yeah. takes you okay. to do the same workout. I mean, yeah. CrossFit itself is based on forced distance over time. So right. all I need is, you know, for our workouts, and the same as it's, it's still different than through. what you do in seal fit. Right. I mean, when he was just talking about, you know, how many workouts you do a day, I mean, I think your op-wise are exactly what CrossFit yeah. competitors could do. I mean, right. you think about your op-wise, what you do with it. Mm-hmm. And some workouts for time, some are not for time. Right. And you got, you know, you're coming back and doing it. From the mission, you know, right. you know, so I, I think the op-wise are so similar to how, how yeah. competitors should train. Yeah. And uh, and where we're we going? For? Well, we're <laughs> <laughs> talking about the different challenges. You yeah. know, the, the having to move. You know, this goes back oh, to like yeah. the, the the legitimate right. Right. critique so, of the fittest yeah. man in the world yeah. is. It's not really. You're not really comparing apples to apples. No, because you? you know, like in CrossFit, I was talking about. Look, we're we're the only fitness program. We're going to measure your power output, right? Or, you know, your intensity. So all, all I need is a, I need a scale. You know, I need a tape measure for distance, right. and I need a stopwatch for time. Right. So I mean, when you're picking up a load that's 95 pound bar, let's say that like a like a friend for a friend workout. Well, it's 95 plus it's his own body weight too. Right. So and, and, plus and the distance the distance of the travel. Yeah. So that's why Dave takes like these guys will do fifteen workouts over a weekend because he tries to balance it all out. Right. So he tries to balance it out. And sometimes you think, well, you know, it doesn't always balance out that way. But for him, gymnastics it's a cycle time. So when you get mm-hmm. you get real long limbed and long armed and stuff mm-hmm. like that, it's a cycle time. But when he's pulling stuff, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's like, you know, mm-hmm. for one time I watched him up at the regionals this year we're and it was the last workout of the regionals, and it's it's kind of like Fran with rope climbs, and it's the first time that Spencer can look at Matt Frazier and say, you know, Matt, no matter how good you are in this, you're never going to beat me in this mm-hmm. rope climb because mm-hmm. he can pull up a rope in three pulls and attacks Matt Frazier eight pulls. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean? right? But you know, now welcome welcome to Spencer's world, right? Yeah, <laughs> you know, no matter sense. how hard you try, you still can't beat this guy. Not in this yeah. workout. Yeah. And unfortunately, he sees a lot of workouts where. 
Yeah, it's, it's geared toward the yeah. cycle time. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But it's fun. It's a it's a challenge, and you know, I meet it head on, and you know, it's a good opportunity for me to you know show people that I can do things that they don't think I can do. Right. And, exactly. Uh, kind of prove people wrong. Hey, if you really want to immerse yourself in the SealFit lifestyle instead of just attending an event, then the SealFit online program is a great thing to check out. The Elite Plus training will give you the tools you need to keep your performance honed and to amp it up in all of the five mounts, physical, mental, emotional, intuitional, and your Kokoro spirit. The program is where you find the daily op-wad, on-ramp wad, master's wad, and soft wad. Great tips on nutrition, recovery, durability, stamina, all the training exercise videos, other tips, and also premium content from myself and the entire SealFit coaching staff. It really is an amazing program. So supercharge your training by making an annual commitment to the SealFit online program, and specifically the Elite Plus. If you do so, we're going to send you a discount code for $200 off any SealFit event. This offer may end at any time. So go to sealfit.com slash commit. That's sealfit.com slash commit. And discover your peak performance through the SealFit online training community. hoo How are you on the strength category? Like, uh, do you have a lot of raw strength? I do. Um, growing up, you know, with his background, he, you know, he taught me how to lift. Made him squat was, 15. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I never... Don't bench press. Never bench press. Just squat. Uh, you know, you know, so bad bench was always weak, but damn, I could squat. <laughs> you know, squatting is probably the, the most I, important I, skill. I, for I, you know, the more I get to use my legs, this you know, CrossFit games, you know, I, I welcome it with open arms. So, mm-hmm. right. And what do you do to prepare mentally? Like, do you have a ritual, um, let's say, for for your uh, training days, and then is it, does it differ for the games itself? Mentally, I think you know, honestly. I, Music really helps a lot. Uh, I like to throw my headphones on. I like to go into my own personal zone. And, and, and what, kind, what kind of music? Um, what, type, what type of songs? Are you, you know, I, I really enjoy hip hop. Uh, I like rock. I like classic rock. I, you know, I'm, I'm pretty much all over the place. But when I work out, I, I like a beat, something to to move to. Doesn't necessarily have to have lyrics or anything right. like that. Just just some kind of upbeat mm-hmm. track and uh, right now I'm kind of really into hip hop and mm-hmm. things like that so and when you compete and you can't have music do you have a mantra or do you have music playing in your head um, usually you just try to stick to positivity mm-hmm. in, in my head just trying to so just keep, internal dial keep, positive internal keep dial telling dial. myself positive things like you, so you, for instance you know right in the clutch of a workout what are you saying to yourself internally you know, last year at the, the paddleboard um, swim workout at the pier and paddleboard was, you know, paddle a mile one way, paddle a mile back. I was just, you know, saying to myself, just don't stop. Just mm-hmm. keep going. Just keep going. You can do this. You've trained. You've put in the hard work. You know what to do. Mm-hmm. Just just go out there and, right. and do it. Nice. And uh, it keeps, keep staying positive. And, you know, if, if you start to turn negative and you start to, you know, look at yourself in a, in a negative way, it, it can really affect your right. your performance and it can really start to tumble downwards mm-hmm. in a downward spiral. And once you get that far, your weekend's kind of over. So, you know, you, you can have a bad workout, that's mm-hmm. fine, mm-hmm. but you can't have a second bad workout. Right. You got to come back and mm-hmm. make... When I was playing football down in Miami... <laughs> 
his coach came up and said, Andy, you can have a bad play, but you can't have a bad game. So you can have a you can have a bad workout, but yeah, you know, don't have a bad week. <laughs> what about your what are you what's your internal dialogue like, Andy? Do you have a uh, mantra or what do you do to stay? You know, for me, it's, I, I like to breathe, you know, some of the breathing techniques that you taught us here at Coro, and uh, I like to bring in air through the nose as quick as I can to relax. I think preparation is the key. Mm-hmm. I think, like, the past three days, I've done every workout that I'm going to do next week. So you've got a mental image yeah, of what they know, are. I know exactly how they're going to play out. I know I can do Do they do that just for the Masters? I mean, you don't know. I have no idea. You have no idea what's coming. <laughs> I can go either way. Sometimes I'd rather not see the workouts right. so you don't have anxiety over it right. so you don't have to worry about it. But now that I have seen the workouts, they set up for me very well. You know, it's something that's very doable. So it's giving you some confidence. Yeah. So, and but I think it's I think you I think it's good that you do it. So at least you know where the hard part is. Like for me today, the work I did a workout that was eight thrusters at one fifteen, mm-hmm. four bar muscle ups, and then two D ball hundred fifty pound D ball shoulderings or to the chest. Mm-hmm. So I kind of know, because I think that's going to be my hardest workout to get under the time cap. And mm-hmm. I know, I just, like I did bar, I, I, I really failed on the bar muscles at first, but I just kind of relaxed. Mm-hmm. I've done this, I know I can do it. Mm-hmm. So for me, the confidence comes in repetition. Right. You know, I, mean, I think, you know, it's, and that's what CrossFit is. I mean, that's what mm-hmm. SealFit is. That's what everything we do here is to, you know, expand the margins of your experience right. and, uh, and, and do the things that you can't do, because right. you can't. Yeah, because you can. Exactly. <laughs> the point is to prove to yourself that you can. If you think you can't, you can. But if you think you can, you can. Let, let's talk about nutrition. Um, it sounds like you really, really need to dial it in. And so what is your nutrition? What's your fueling plan look like? I, I stay pretty true to the traditional uh, CrossFit 100 words of fitness. Mm-hmm. Uh, eat meats, vegetables, nuts, eat some fruit, a little starch, no sugar. It's not exactly paleo. It's not exactly zone. I have done paleo, I have done zone, but you know I've kind of figured out trial by error on myself. That so, so what's different from paleo in the way you eat? I eat a lot more starches than probably what most paleo mm-hmm. uh, you know, diet, dieters would do. Mm-hmm. A lot more sweet potatoes, potatoes, rice, quinoa, mm-hmm. things like that, oatmeal. Mm-hmm. Um, just with the amount of volume and the amount of training yeah, you that you're doing, you, you need those carbohydrates, you, you need it. And you know, if you're just doing traditional paleo or zone, you're probably not getting the amount right. of fuel that you need. How much fat do you get in your diet? A lot, a lot of fat. Um, and percentage-wise, you know, I you couldn't know, tell you off the top of my head. Really? Do you ever uh, do you ever track whether you go ketogenic in your diet? I don't. Yeah. No. Nope. Be interesting. Yeah, not everybody can. Not everybody can exercise. I mean, I think if you have to. I mean, this wouldn't be the time to experiment with. It. No, yeah, definitely not. not. Definitely, <laughs> no, I get not. that, right? <laughs> you know, I, mean, I, I think if you get into the, it was so interesting. CrossFit's been putting out some articles the past couple of weeks. You know, yeah. uh, ketones, right? Uh, ketones and and uh, and retarding the, the uh, uh, cancer cells and right. things like that. Yeah, exogenous ketones have been shown already to increase your VO two max by up to like fifteen percent. So. Who knows? Right. Yeah, there's right, some people that can really do it. I mean, you think about it, traditionally the way people think you, know, you get into CrossFit workout, that's a pure sugar burn. Right. Pure sugar. It's a pure sugar. Yeah. So, like I said, now's not the time to experiment yeah. with it. Right. I think something in the off season because you kind of have to, you go through a really hard period yeah. when you try to go through right. ketosis and, and try to limit the carbohydrate intake right. and increase the fat intake. Yeah. 
But um, I'm kind of, yeah. it would be interesting. It's, de it's definitely the kind of training you want to do for like Kokoro or a major endurance event. Right. You know, keto uh, ketogenics helps for that. I've never really but done for it, so quick burn stuff. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't tell you. I, I, yeah. I'd have to. But it'd be an interesting thing. There, I mean, people, some there, some people can really perform much better. Than mm -hmm. They really right. do. But for me, I'm kind of like Spencer. We, um, I'm like more of a zone person, but. Mm -hmm. You can't get enough carbohydrates with mm -hmm. just vegetables and fruits and you know, that. I think the starches, I end up the next day, I'm a, uh, much better. The next day, I have a lot more endurance mm -hmm. eating stuff. My, my, my starch of choice is more sweet potatoes and mm -hmm. any kind of potato. Any, mm -hmm. I don't really mm -hmm. care. I think regular potatoes get a bad rap, but they're just, they're just exactly. yeah. Saying, yeah. yeah. I'm not a big rice eater or stuff like that. So. Mm -hmm. Plantains. Plantains. I love, yeah. love plantains. It just takes yeah. so damn long to break. <laughs> they do. They take a long time. <laughs> Plantain is kind of like a potato. Isn't yeah, it? it's, yeah. A star, it's a starchy. It looks like a banana. You know, looks like a banana, right? But, you, but when you get them, though, you get them. No, nobody sells them ripe. No, I don't so. think anybody would buy them ripe. You, right. you buy them green, and it takes like three weeks from now. You don't want to really eat them until they're black. You got to leave them out in the sun. Oh, is that right? Yeah, yeah. So you don't wait till they ripen, and in the, in the, in the you know the outer covering turns black, basically. Huh. And they're ready to go. Yeah, normally, so, if that was a yeah, banana, yeah, you'd be throwing it out. Yeah, 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 just the opposite. Okay, and sleep. What about sleep? Uh, seven and a half, eight hours a night? Or? At least. At least. I mean, I'm probably going to bed around 9.30, 10. No. If I don't have to open, probably wake up at, you know, 7, 6, 6.30. So that's, yeah. you know, eight, eight and a half to nine hours of sleep. If I open, still same thing, probably go to bed at 9.30 or 10, and then I open... I get up at five, so it's seven hours of sleep. Okay. So, try to get in as much as I can. Mm -hmm. On the days that I open, sometimes I need like a midday nap. So, yeah, hit the couch for an hour or so, mm -hmm. and then if I have to get another session in, then go in and after get it in. Right. When you are leading up to the games, you try to do you change your routine at all, or do you just keep it? You know, uh, workout wise, definitely. Obviously, you should decrease the volume. Yeah, definitely decrease the volume. But for food and for uh, food, recovery, you keep no, it all the same. Keep it all the same. Don't change a thing. Right. Yeah, I think, I, I, mean, I, I mean, I remember remember the days where, even with football, I mean, you used to go to football camp to get into shape. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Right. You, you really can't afford to do that. And I think yeah. athletes that stay, when you're ready for competition, athletes that stay just, you know, around that. Yeah. Yeah, fitness level. Year-round? Is this a year-round thing? Yeah, I, I, think, I think, especially these guys, I think, yeah. maybe, you know, these are different. I mean, you can take it as, as a Masters, I mean, you can compete all year in different yeah. Masters events and all right, that stuff right. all year, but I don't know, it's just, um, but I think the athletes are staying in pretty darn good shape throughout the year, and then when you're ready to really lock in, lock in on it, mm -hmm. you know, you do much better. I mean, the old days of getting fat in the off-season. Yeah, it doesn't happen. There's no off-season. Are you going to take any downtime at all, Spencer? Uh, last year, I can remember after the games, I had my wedding uh, August 15th, and then I had a honeymoon October, we were gone for like 12 weeks, or sorry, not 12 weeks, 12 days. <laughs> wow, 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 no, 12 days. Um, and from that like end of the games to like October, whenever we got back from our honeymoon, I was, you know, eating anything in sight, drinking anything in sight. Yeah. You know, alcohol wasn't off. You know, wasn't off the wasn't off the <laughs> list. You know, so just you know, it was, it was you know, I was still working out, but it it was fun. You know, having fun with it, and uh, 
you know, not really caring what the time on the clock was, not really caring how many rounds you got, just, sure. just having fun with it. Living the dream, one day at a time. Right. And then I probably really didn't start getting back into it until November-ish. Okay. That's when I really started to slowly start to pick it up. And around January, you have a big competition called Wadapalooza in yeah. Miami. So I did that. And then at the end of July, or end of January, they did East Coast Championships in Boston. Mm-hmm. And then shortly after that, the Open begins. Mm-hmm. So right. it's all, the season just keeps going. Mm-hmm. And um, I know we're just going into this year's games, but are you clear up on next year? Is this something you're just going to continue? Um, I've given a lot of thought to doing a team next year oh, cool. with uh, my buddy Austin Maliolo mm-hmm. up there in Boston. Mm-hmm. And uh, we both, I think, would really like to make like a super team yeah. and try to give Rich a run for his money. Nice. So, yeah. Okay, that sounds good. How about you, Andy? Yeah, um, you know this, this is really, but you know, it's really interesting about this year. It's almost like this is a, this is just the beginning for me. Mm-hmm. I think I can even do better in the next couple of years. Yeah, because my body's just you know these two knee, knee replacements are, are finally kicking in. Yeah. I think we when we met was just before I had any. Yeah, I remember that? You remember and then I, been around. And I actually did the coral thirty six six months after the surgery. Right. <laughs> so you know what I mean. So my body parts are are, are healing up. Almost like I you was. did in the cat. Didn't you do a three day academy uh, here? Or, I think, yeah, or I did. And, it was, and that's before the knee surgery. Before, yeah, right. You could yeah, do like a ten inch stuff. squat yeah. or something like that. Yeah. So bad. You were in and, pain. Uh, yeah. So, so to me, I think there's still a little. I think I think there's a lot more I can do. Right. So it's almost like see where you can take it. Yeah, I mean, I mean, watching this kid, what he does, he gives me a lot of inspiration. To, I know, bet. to me, it's like I'm experimenting with my body. You know, right. I think I can. Well, it is kind of neat to see, you know, what a 55-year-old body can do, really, you know, because yeah. we didn't have the games. Yeah. Uh, you know. talk, I mean, yeah, nobody tells me they had, you know, artificial knees or something like that. I said, so what? Yeah. Right. You know, it doesn't, you know, to me, the more work I can do with artificial knees, the longer they'll last. Right. So, right. I, I mean, for me, I just can't, I mean, from, on a day-to-day thing, I, I, I need a physical challenge. Right. So, right. you know, I just kind of, you know, no doing half the weight or, you know, all that. I mean, I, just, I do what I can do, you know, and then mm-hmm. a little bit more of it nice. works out well for me. Nice. What, what's uh, the most probably valuable thing that you've learned from CrossFit, from your training and your involvement in CrossFit, Spencer? Mm. I think one of the most valuable things that I've learned from CrossFit is the, uh, the community itself and being able to kind of give back what CrossFit has given to me, mm-hmm. um, you know, having opened my gym in Boston and, and being able to give all of my members, all of my athletes, give back to them yeah. and being able to see, you know, smiles on their face and the look of accomplishment on their face. And like, I've been there and then I want to see that in them. Mm-hmm. And then when I see them get their first pull up or their first rope climb or their first double under, their first anything, you name it. And you see that vision of joy and that smile on their face and the look of like, I've just accomplished something that I've been working towards for an eternity, what it feels like, is unlike anything else that I've ever experienced. And I think that's what helps keep me going and keep me loving what I do. Nice. I love that. Yeah. How about you, Andy? Yeah, I think I'm just listening to Spencer. And um, for me, I bring, I bring a lot into CrossFit because before I was in CrossFit, I was a coach. 
and a, once a coach, always a coach. You know, I, I'm inspired to to serve. Mm-hmm. You know, and help people. And you know, I did it with football and, and teaching kids and young adults. And uh, and now this that part of me he's carried over into CrossFit. Right. So, and, and it's really different. It's in a different way because I'm not working with adults. You know, I'm not working with the best athletes in the world at what they do in football. Mm-hmm. So to speak, it's, it's, you know, the day-to-day people that have goals and you're helping them achieve them. It's actually made me a better person. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know how I could go through the rest of my life not serving and helping people. I, I, I couldn't just sit down at a desk and do a task for somebody else. Yeah. You, you know what I mean? I, I mean, I, I just... It's just yeah. not what I do. It's not me. It's just, you know, when I, and every time I do something, I try to learn. When I came out here to Kokoro, when I came out here to the academy, when I come out here to intern, it's for a purpose. Mm-hmm. It's for a purpose, and I might not know what it is, but mm-hmm. it, over a week, when I'm here for a week, for a weekend and, and interning, mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure what's going to happen, but something's going to happen, and I'm going to learn from it mm-hmm. and, and be ready for it. And that's what, that's my, I have an open mind to what we do out here and to be able to take that back. I mean, at Kokoro, may be a better person maybe a better coach and help me understand people a little bit better and you know just in general it, it made my life better mm-hmm. you know yeah. and that's what and then I can take that and share it with my wife I can share that with my kids and I can share that with my community right. Spencer's Kokoro and your future have any interest in that he's, <laughs> uh, he's definitely trying to talk <laughs> me into it after the CrossFit Games would be the perfect time so definitely giving it some thought <laughs> definitely give it some thought you know. Okay, well, we'll hold a spot open for you. Please do. Just give us the can, word. There's a person I could do it. This guy, oh, no, there's no question it. about that. No He'd be in that. I was, you know how we kind of split the people up a little bit? You know, uh-huh. you got a little bit more advanced. You got, yeah. you got to challenge them a little bit more than you have people like me. You kind of. If Spencer came <laughs> through, would you want to be on the staff? Um, you know what? I'll come here and work. I didn't, it's I not like he hasn't yelled at me before. <laughs> exactly. It's not like I haven't heard. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, I, no, I think it's important. I would want to be there. You would want to be there. Let him have his own It's important for him to have his own space and, and do it with those people. He doesn't need to know all my, you know. And I, you know what? He would do it, though. And he wouldn't, half the time, he wouldn't even know I was there. Right. I mean, he wouldn't even be thinking. He'd be thinking about the people he's with, just like you do. Like, I'm not going to that water unless I'm hanging on that guy and that guy. He's not going in the water because, oh, my dad's up there in the sand. He's going to want me. Of course not. That's not even going to happen. No. Right. So. Okay. We're going to wrap this up pretty soon. Um, one, one more question, though, for you, Spencer. Yeah. There's a lot of folks out there, a lot of young guys who aspire to compete yeah. at some level. Any advice for them to Do motivate you know, them? Or? Don't, don't let anyone tell you that you can't do something. Mm-hmm. And, you have to work hard, obviously, for something that you want. I mean, if it's something that you truly want and something you truly believe in, you have to work hard to do it. You know, nothing good comes easy. And, you know, just keep your eye on the prize and keep striving for it. Right. Who we are. Yeah, definitely. Say the same thing to those old farts who are sitting around and get, get off. Get off your duff and start start training. You know what it's like, and, and, and like I have another guy in my gym, and he made the CrossFit Games too. And he's that sixty it? plus. No kidding. So we have sixty plus, and then fifty or fifty nine. So awesome. And then, uh, but we have we have an older crowd. Yeah. You know, forty plus group, and uh, you know, I'd like to go out there and advertise, like, hey, we're, you know, like this is your hormone therapy, right? Right. right. Like, you know, I'm just I'm just so dead against these guys. 
you know, they have this hormone therapy, and I said, dude, all you need to do is eat meat, vegetables, nuts, and seeds, some fruit, a little starch, and little sugar, and work out once a day. <laughs> you know, that's dude, it. Dude, that's a much better way of doing it. And uh, so, awesome. Well, thanks for your time, guys. You, uh, we'll be rooting for you. Good luck with the games, both of you, and uh, kick some ass. I appreciate Booyah. it. All right, thanks very much, everyone. So check out uh, Andy and Spencer, the CrossFit Games, Reebok CrossFit Games, uh, next week. You can find it on ESPN. Totally amazing thing to watch, very inspiring, and we wish them both luck. And uh, stay focused, train hard, and uh, eat well, and have fun. Ooh, yeah. Coach Schwein out. Hey, if you really want to immerse yourself in the SealFit lifestyle, instead of just attending an event, then the SealFit online program is the great thing to check out. The Elite Plus training will give you the tools you need to keep your performance honed and to amp it up in all of the five mounts, physical, mental, emotional, intuitional, and your Kokoro spirit. The program is where you find the daily op-wad, on-ramp wad, master's wad, and soft wad. Great tips on nutrition, recovery, durability, stamina, all the training, exercise videos, other tips, and also premium content from myself and the entire SealFit coaching staff. It really is an amazing program. So supercharge your training by making an annual commitment to the SealFit online program, and specifically the Elite Plus. If you do so, we're going to send you a discount code for $200 off any SealFit event. This offer may end at any time. So go to SealFit.com slash commit. That's SealFit.com slash commit. And discover your peak performance through the SealFit online training community. Sure you get home, boys. They got your back, the pride of the fleets, the bright swinging frogmen of the U.T.T. Oh.